Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Art, the podcast for creatives, for artists, for music makers, for anyone who wants to make something they have as a passion into a little bit less of a dream and a little bit more of a, a practicality, let's say. Uh, my name is Petrovita. And in this episode, we're uh, going to do a couple of things. I'm going to start giving a little bit of a recap on my own journey at the beginning of each episode. I think it's important to frame what we're doing here. This is not necessarily an expert saying, here's how this uh, worked for me and how I did it. This is a follow-along journey. This is from someone who recently left their job to do the things they love. Um, and uh, as much as it is focusing on a specific topic each week, it is also um, following along that journey in real time so that we can kind of figure out what works and what doesn't uh, work together and avoid the same mistakes. So uh, having said that, today's focus is going to be on feedback haters and filtering feedback uh, and what weight you put on the comments and the feedback you get. Let's start off with um, a little summary of where I've been. So, uh, it's been 120, uh, 21, 22 days, something like that, since I left my job. Uh, in that time, I've done a bit of traveling back to the U.S., um, but my, uh, but about, about that many days that I've, that I've been on this since I left my job. My, uh, my plan, basically, living off savings when I left and a combination of starting to freelance in voiceover work and voice acting, which I have been doing, um, along building my music following via live streaming and also just releasing music and hopefully soon starting to do live shows again. Uh, so that's where I've been at. Um, I'm close. I think the amount of effort that I've been putting in could be higher into the direct monetization of what I'm doing um, and the uh, how proactive I am about applying for different freelancing uh, listings, etc. But so far, um, I think within within the next month or two, I'll be able to be um, at least even in what I'm bringing in uh, with my living expenses, which are admittedly quite low. Um, you know, I can live okay off of uh, if I need to, five to seven hundred dollars a month. Not gonna have a lot of a lot of uh, extra activities, but that's uh, that's the life. That's this journey I'm on, and I don't I don't mind that at all. I'm perfectly happy staying in and uh, grinding. So that's a little catch up of where I'm at right now. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Let's get into the meat of this episode, which is uh, feedback and the haters. <laughs> So a couple weeks ago, right after I had recorded the most recent episode, which was actually about money and funding, some of the things I was talking about in the intro here, uh, I went and wrote a guide that was called 30 Things I Learned Making My First Mixtape. And I went and posted this to a bunch of uh, subreddits, uh, so subforums on the site reddit.com, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, that are divided into interest groups. And the ones I was posting to were specifically uh, music communities. So places I thought might be interested in learning the same lessons I learned, things about songwriting, things about uh, mixing and production of the tracks, things about doing the artwork, the promotion for a, a release of a, an album or a project, etc. And uh, the response was overwhelmingly positive, and it was really, really nice. Um, I'm no, you know, not secretive about it. I live off that that kind of that kind of energy and feedback is is really great. And so I had a lot of people reaching out, a lot of people saying nice things, 
and one person left a comment um, to the effect of, yeah, I'm sure beginners will find this interesting, but at the end of the day, you are exploiting people's love of listicle or list articles, not sharing that much useful information, and using it to peddle your own mixtape. Now, it's worth noting um, that I have uh, the only links to any of my music were in line with a couple of the examples uh, embedded about halfway through the article. So I had said something like, here's how you should use vocal layers, and then I linked to a song that used vocal layers in that uh, method. But even though the post was about the mixtape, I didn't link to it uh, in any capacity like that. However, however, I was very honest in some of the tips uh, in my um, post about being that doing doing good by others and helping as many other people as possible is part of an effective promotion strategy in that I was doing it in that very post. I want it to be more useful than the other posts I saw there, but I'm not pretending everything is is altruistic. I want I want I want this podcast to help people and I want it to help me grow as well. You know, there's there's um I think there's no point in being um being vague or or elusive about that. That's that's just how it is. However, the, some of the things that this guy said um, were clearly trying to, to paint the resource I was trying to make as something it was not. And what got me, excuse me, what got me the most about that is that even, and it made me think about this episode, is even in the context of 30, 40 other comments of people saying, thank you so much, this is how uh, an artist should be, thanks for giving back, I love it, thank you so much. Even in the context of all the other comments being like that, private messages from people asking if I wanted to work with them on a song, etc., that were coming out of this, that one comment, I had this need to, to think about it, to process it, to respond to it. Um, and I ended up responding, and I responded in quite a neutral way. I kind of, after the initial <laughs> feelings... I um you know getting all huffy. I uh, replied with, uh, "I understand you could think that. I'm very clear about what I'm doing in the post. Um, I genuinely want this to help other people. I'm sorry you feel this way," and left it at that. Then I went and went through that person's comment history, and I saw they'd posted a very interesting resource, a video series for music makers a few posts ago. So I went back to my reply to that person. I edited it, and um, I put, uh, I edited it, and I said, hey, just adding on, I looked through your history, and I saw you genuinely seem to care about the success of others, and have their best interests in mind, Um, hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from, but just wanted to say, uh, I understand your criticism is coming from a good place, something to that effect, and then, he responded, and we ended up having a a good exchange, actually, and uh, things things were left on a positive note. And this was kind of the embodiment of something that I really, really believe in when it comes to getting getting so-called hate on your artistic creations or things you put out or your ideas, is that the absolute best thing you can do is kill them with kindness, and if that doesn't work, move on. I think that, and I'll, I'll explain why it's not the other way around. It's not move on and then if they pursue it, pursue it, you know, kill them with kindness and respond. It's I respond 
I try and say something nice. Always, I always try and turn it on the other person. Uh, so if someone leaves a comment being like, this is shit music, and that's all they said, I would respond to them being like, hey, you know, music is subjective and I understand that this is not going to resonate with anyone. Just curious, what would have made this better for you or are there any specific parts I can improve? And it forces that person to go a little deeper if they want to continue the interaction and they're probably taken aback a bit because they expected you not to respond at all. Um, but anyways, here, here's the reason that it is the order of, um, the, that the order is, uh, to kill them with kindness and then go away if that doesn't work and, and ignore it. The reason for this <clears throat> comes back to actually when I was working in, uh, in marketing. So I worked in a marketing job and, um, while I was, while I was working that job, I had to do a lot of things. Uh, with regards to customer retention, with acquiring new customers, with keeping the ones you have, and and finding out what worked, what doesn't, what didn't, etc. And throughout that work, I came across a study that um, that basically uh, what the, what they had found in their study was that uh, it was a customer service study when someone reached out with a problem, and that problem was effectively handled by a competent uh, customer service team. So they, they got their issue solved. Even if they were you know very mad at the company, et cetera, in the first place, that person then would report a stronger brand loyalty and be more likely to, um, to recommend the brand to other people than someone who had already been using that brand but never had a problem with it. And that was very interesting to me. Uh, obviously it brings up this kind of weird ethical versus money thing. Should companies purposely create small problems they can solve, um, you know, in order to, to, to better their loyalty, which is a whole different discussion. I just think it's kind of an interesting topic, but I thought when, when I found this information out, I thought, I wonder if this can be applied, this kind of psychological principle where someone can be fuming, raging mad on the phone with this issue and the fact that someone helps them uh, in a competent way and get, just gives the right response completely flips them around. How can that? How can I harness that into what I do um, with making music or my own my own pursuits? And one of the things I uh, one of the things I I basically thought was I bet that we can apply this in a way that when people leave something negative. Um, we can probably respond to them in the fact that they get, maybe they hated something at first, but they get a response, they get some engagement, and it forces them to dig a little deeper. Maybe they they heard one song they didn't like, uh, and they were like, fuck this guy, but then you responded, and they decided, they were like, okay, let's actually see what he's about. And they listened to another song, and they were like, okay this one's a little better. Maybe that person has the potential to become a fan or become someone who interacts with you more than someone who's already kind of silently following your content but isn't that active in it. I don't know. It's something It's something to test. It's something I'm still testing, but I, I felt like that interaction I had in that comment section on the guide I posted with that guy was uh, a small kind of pseudo-validation of, of that hypothesis. And I'll continue to, to try it, but kill them with kindness, then disappear. 
I like to keep these episodes fairly uh, fairly short and digestible for you. So the I think talking about filtering feedback and the source it's coming from, which is uh, the topic of you're getting feedback from a friend, a parent, uh, an enemy. Okay, people don't really call people enemies that often, but you know, someone like you know one of these haters. Um, you're getting feedback from a person who doesn't know you who just stumbled across your Instagram full of art or your SoundCloud full of songs or your business uh, website because you're starting a company, whatever it may be. Um, what I wanted to I wanted to to dig into that a little bit, but I want to I have to run pretty quick and I want to do it justice. And like I said, I want to keep these pretty short and consumable for you guys. And this will already be, I think, the longest um, episode. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to leave it here. And next week we'll come back and talk about um, we'll talk about uh, filters, filtering feedback, how the different lenses you might want to look at feedback through, and kind of um, how much weight you give to feedback coming from different sources on your on your creative work, and uh, taking it with a grain of salt. So that's what we will do um, next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP. Uh, again, my name is Petra Vita. I quit my job to make music, and um, this is How to Art, podcast for creatives uh, and uh, the dream chasers. You can find me as uh, Petra Vita or Petra Vita Music on pretty much any social profile. Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud, Snapchat, um, Instagram, wherever you know, wherever rap is sold. I don't know why I said that. Anyways. Love you guys for listening, and uh, see you next week. Peace.